Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Bon Voyage Language Experience. I am Elizabeth Porter, your language lady, and I am hanging in there <laughs> today. Um, I just want to kind of chat about things that are going on and um, talk to the teachers especially and just kind of give you my support and all of that. So first of all, tell me, how are you doing? I mean, seriously, this is some weird, weird times that we're in, right? Like, all of a sudden, we have to stay home. Like, I was supposed to be leaving for France next week um, in order to um, go to meetings for our immersion program, a lot of things. Even though Bon Voyage is online, we still have travel programs that happen. And we had to completely uh, move our travel programs into 2021. Um, you know, we've had to kind of move things around. Things have just been really crazy. And, you know, not only am I a teacher, but I'm a parent. And so I've been having to do school with my kids, which has been insane. You know, you think as a teacher, you have the you know, inside knowledge to be able to teach your kids. Yeah, no, that's, that's not even true. <laughs> I teaching my kids, we got into kind of a routine, but you know, I, I have a master's in elementary education, but I haven't taught elementary school in years and years. I think I said this in the last episode. And so like teaching the math for my fifth grader. Oh my gosh, that is that's been hard. So I've had to reach out a lot. But I just want to say to you teachers, oh my gosh, you guys, you know, you give teachers a task and we handle it, right? Like we are, we can, we can handle any situation and it's extremely stressful. I mean, here, here, um, public school brick and, and brick and mortar teachers were, get put in a situation where it's like, here you go, we're calling off school and we're not going to give you any tools at all to be able to continue teaching your students. So what did teachers do? They worked in their classrooms for a day. They got materials together to send home to kids. They made sure that they checked in. I mean, give yourselves a pat on the back, teachers. And and if you don't know how to teach online or you're nervous about teaching online, um, you know, that's okay. It's a brand new, it's a brand new experience for a lot of you teachers out there. And, you know, that that's fine. You're, you're, you have to be easy on yourself. You have to make sure that you are taking care of yourself and, you know, making sure that you're okay too. Um, and know that you're, you, you have been given a situation that's very difficult and you are doing the best you can with that situation. I know that, um, some schools have just started this week. I know that some schools have been, um, distance learning for, you know, a number of weeks already. And I know that some schools have already called off the entire school year in Washington state that hasn't happened yet. But it's coming. I have a feeling today because the governor is supposed to go on with the superintendent of public instruction and he's supposed to make an announcement today at 2.30. So I'm really interested to hear what that is. And I have a feeling it's no more school for the rest of the year. I'll be surprised if that's not what it is. But I digress. Anyway, um, I, 
I just, so I just wanted to let you know that I'm here to support you. You know, here, here's my story. I, when I was a, a, a teacher back in 2016 and I decided to do my own thing, go my own way and teach online, it was scary. I had no idea how to teach online. I didn't know what was out there. I didn't know, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the tools um, or the knowledge yet. And so I just got up in front of my camera and did what I do in the regular brick and mortar classroom. I danced around. I made funny faces. I became very animated. We did songs. We did stories. We watched videos. You know, I did all that comprehensible input, but in front of the camera. And it worked. You don't have to know exactly, you know, you don't have to teach a different way, really. Do what you do. And there's tons and tons and tons of resources out there. I have found three that are my favorites. And, you know, sometimes I'll research other ones, but the three that are my favorites are the ones that I use all the time. And that is Google Classroom with G Suite, GimKit, and ClassKick. And I am doing a webinar on the 13th, a live one, um, going over how to use these items in the classroom. But, you know, I'm here to support you as teachers because I've been teaching online for four years. And I honestly, I mean, there have been very few cases where I have actually had to make a huge adaptation to what I do from what I do in a regular classroom. I teach exactly the same way. My classes are live. Now, if you're not doing live classes, um, that's a little bit different. And I have uh, ideas for that too. But, you know, really, honestly, be easy on yourself. You know, don't feel badly at this unknown time. Everything is so unknown. Don't feel badly about giving your students activities to do that you know, they can do independently on their own. Don't feel badly if you need to take a break from learning all this new stuff simultaneously with trying to get, get activities out there for your students. Go watch Tiger King and drink a glass of wine. I mean, it's okay, seriously. And by the way, if you watch Tiger King, if you haven't watched it, I say you will watch it and be like, what did I just watch? It's worth it. It's a good time suck. It's a good way to just like sit and chill Netflix, you know, Netflix and chill. So I highly recommend it. I almost started this podcast with, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. I didn't, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So just, you know, just relax. There's so much information out there and there is nothing saying that you have to know it all right away. It took me four years to get to where I am now, and I'm still learning. Nobody expects you in a matter of days or weeks to be able to be an expert at online teaching. The fact that you're stepping up and you're there and you're making an effort and you're trying shows how much you absolutely care about your students. So that's what I want you to take away from this. 
The other thing I, I want to talk about um, today is that uh, Chris Rakedahl, he is our superintendent of public instruction in Washington State. He's wonderful. Um, he's I, I, I really, really like him in that position. However, he does these weekly um, videos that go out and uh, all the teachers get them, um, all the parents get them. He has them on his Facebook page. And, um, you know, I, I understand the, why he's doing it. He, he wants to keep in contact. He wants people to be informed. And, and I really, really appreciate that communication. I really do. The one thing he said, though, he said something that really got under my skin that I'd like to address and that I was that I did address directly with him, actually, um, via email. I haven't heard anything back, but he said, and I quote, online and distance learning is not the best way for our students to learn because we cannot foster relationships that way and we can't make connections with our students the way we do in a regular classroom. And I wholeheartedly disagree with this. I can see where he's coming from, but he obviously is looking at those online programs that are, are not high quality educational programs. First of all, I don't think you can make a blanket statement about all students that way. You know, I don't, I really don't. I think that, you know, you have to look at individual students, you know, students learn differently, and so I really, really don't think that he can sit there and say, you know, this is not the best way for students to learn. That's that's a very large generalization. I mean, it may be the best way for certain, certain students to learn, but not others. But I, I really take issue with the relationship piece of that statement. And the reason why is because I believe that you can have those meaningful connections and relationships online and at a distance, just like you can in a regular brick and mortar classroom. Do you see the students physically every single day? No, but I can tell you, um, I'm now the administrator of my school or one of the administrators of my school, but I was a teacher in the school for when I founded it. I, in fact, I was the only teacher in the school when I founded it. And back then when I was the teacher, and even now, I can tell you the names of every single one of my students in the school. Um, I can tell you something about their families. Um, I can, you know, I, I, I can, I know on a personal level Every single student in our school. I can connect with every single family in our school. And we have nearly 200 students at the current time registered in our school. Our teachers know their students. I don't believe that you can have education without that relationship piece. It is essential. And that is why some of these distance learning programs, especially the foreign language ones, I'm not going to name names here, but you know which ones I'm talking about, right? That's why they don't work. They're missing that human connection piece. So, what I wrote to the superintendent was that 
I, I, I love the work that he does. And I believe that he, his whole heart is in education and he is a true educator. But I do not agree with his statement about relationships and distance learning and connections and distance learning. And in fact, if anything, I think we make more connections because we are more available to our students in ways that a regular brick and mortar teacher is not available. That's not to say that the brick and mortar teacher, that you teachers out there that teach in a brick and mortar classroom are not making an effort to be available because I truly am not saying that. What I'm saying is that we have systems set up at Bon Voyage where our teachers are checking in with students or students can get a hold of teachers outside of class hours for help, um, for support. And the other thing about that is a lot of times when a brick and mortar, when, when teachers in a brick and mortar school don't see their students for a while, what do you do? You go check and see, you go check on that student, see what happened. Why have they been absent? Why haven't they been here? We do the exact same thing at Bon Voyage. If we haven't seen a student for a while, we go track that student and their family down. We want to make sure that they are okay. This uh, in particular was an issue last year, last fall, when there were all those fires in California. And a majority of our students come from California we have contracts with a lot of public schools in California for language. And the a lot of our students were affected by those massive fires. And if they weren't showing up for class, we checked on them. We called and we made sure that they were okay. Um, a lot of times it was just a matter of their power was out or their internet was out or something like that, but they were okay. But we wanted to make sure 100% that those students were okay. You know, if, if we find out that a student, we're a nonprofit. So if we find out that a student is um, in need of something, we reach out to that family. So, and we would do that whether we were for profit or nonprofit, but I'm just saying the statement that an online model cannot create relationships and connections is 100% false, in my opinion. It requires an effort, just like a teacher in a regular classroom and an administrator in a regular brick-and-mortar school. It requires an effort, but it is very, very possible. And I think that some students might do better with this format. Some students don't do very well with it. And some students, we just don't know how they will do with this. You know, I get a lot of parents who say to me, well, I don't think my child would do very well with that format. And I said, well, have you tried it before? Well, no, give it a try. And you might be surprised that your child does well with it. In fact, I found out that 
you know, I, I was having such a hard time with the fifth grade math that I enrolled my son into, we're offering core classes right now in partnership with OWL, Educational Services, one of our sponsors. And I, I enrolled Daniel into the math class that we have. And I'm finding, and I enrolled him in science and Italian, I'm finding he's actually doing pretty well with online learning where he was getting really frustrated with me. So, um, anyway, um, I, I really think that, you know, for some kids, I think it's, I think it's great. So, um, anyway, I just wanted to put that out there that, that you can absolutely make, uh, relationships and connections with students at a distance. And it does require an effort, but everything that is worth it requires effort, right? So I just wanted to touch on, touch on that a little bit. Um, and then again, like I said, teachers, be good to yourselves. Really, really honestly, be good to yourselves. Um, you know, Bon Voyage is offering a lot of uh, fun things for students to do that teachers can connect with. Um, some of them are free. Some of them have a small cost. But I'm going to put the information in the show notes for those. Um, and just, you know, you have my permission. Go Netflix and chill for a little bit. Give yourself a break. Because especially if you are playing teacher and teacher to your kids, I read something the other day, it popped up on my Facebook page that said, working full time, being a parent, and teaching your kids, those are three separate full-time jobs. Three separate full-time jobs. So if you're a teacher to your students, then you have to come home and be a parent to your kids, and then you have to be a teacher to your kids. Those are three full-time jobs that we're, as, as parents, we're being asked to do. And I tell you firsthand, teaching my kids is significantly different than, teaching my own kids is significantly different than teaching other students, other people's kids. <laughs> you know, it, it just is. Like, they, they see you as parents. And I think right now, um, you know, the homeschool communities, they, they were the ones who were super, super prepared for this because their kids already see them as parent and teacher. But for those of us who don't homeschool full time or don't have never homeschooled, I mean, it's really hard because we have to adjust the way that our kids look at us. So if you're a parent and a teacher or you're just a parent out there, give yourself a break, too. Give your kids a break. I mean, this is a really, I mean, we're, honestly, we're doing like two hours of work a day and I'm just saying now get on the online classroom and do it, you know, do the online classes because teaching my fifth grader is incredibly hard. And my first grader, you know, he, it's pretty easy to teach his stuff, but you know, he, he sees me as mom. He doesn't see me as teacher. And so uh, just, you know, relax. 
everybody just take a deep breath and relax and and give yourselves a pat on the back because you're all doing an incredible job for your families, for your students, and I really commend you. Um, so have a great week. I will be back on with another episode um, either next week or the week after, and I'm really just sending you good vibes out there. Have a wonderful week.